0: If you love something, let it go, but only for six months to a year. That's kind of what the Office of Personnel Management is telling agencies to do with their cybersecurity employees. An upcoming rotational program will give federal cyber employees the option to temporarily work at another agency. OPM says the program can help with staff retention at a time when it's becoming increasingly difficult to recruit IT people. Here with details, Federal News Network's Drew Friedman. And how will this work exactly, Drew?
1: So the guidance from OPM essentially says that agencies will be able to offer different positions within their own staff for other cyber employees to look at and apply for if they're interested It's a completely optional program, and as you mentioned, it will last between six months and one year. That's the amount of time that a cyber employee can spend at another agency, and during that time, they'll get to develop new skills, OPM says, and they'll get to then bring those back to their home agency afterward. All of the listings for the program, it's called the Federal Rotational Cyber Workforce Program, and those will be housed on Open Opportunities. That's a section of USA jobs for internal positions.
0: Interesting. So this program came from whose head? Where did this generate?
1: So this came from legislation that President Biden signed in June of last year called the Federal Rotational Cyber Workforce Program Act. And now with the new guidance from OPM, the program is really going to be taking off. It's going to start this November for government-wide announcements for these different types of positions. There will be this annual window when agencies can post openings, but they'll also have the flexibility to post other openings throughout the year. This will go on until June of 2027, and that's when the program expires, unless Congress decides to extend it at that point. And this also aligns with a lot of other things that have been going on with cybersecurity. There was the National Cybersecurity Strategy from the White House recently. And it also builds off work from previous administrations, both the Obama and Trump administrations, introduced similar initiatives for rotational opportunities for cyber federal employees. And other agencies like DHS and the Defense Department, they are already doing these kinds of programs. So this is kind of expanding it for a more government-wide approach.
0: And I guess one of the beauties of it is that you could rotate as an employee or you could have someone rotate to your agency, but they physically don't have to go anywhere with everybody teleworking.
1: Right. That could be another benefit of the program as well. OPM says also generally this this is kind of a two-way street. You have employees getting the skills, getting career development and different opportunities while keeping their same job. And agencies, on the other hand, will see hopefully better staff retention and recruitment, and they'll be able to have, you know, skills, those new skills that the employees develop elsewhere, come back to their own agency after after the rotation ends. And will
0: there be some kind of a matching program, almost like med students? We have the opening, I want to go somewhere, and that's how it'll work?
1: Yeah, it's going to be a matter of each individual agency gets to choose which positions become available and employees can apply. They can see those listings and apply for them when they come up.
0: And what are some of the challenges this is trying to fix, just getting people in the first place into government and then once they're in, getting them to stay?
1: That is a, a big part of it. I think that the cybersecurity workforce specifically has a lot of challenges for the federal workforce, we know that opm says that cybersecurity is still a government-wide skills gap for agencies it's that can mean either a lack of employees or there maybe are employees but they don't have the right skills and that's something that is continuing to be a struggle for agencies so i think the hope is here the goal is to to try to improve some of those issues that are going on there was also a recent report from the Government Accountability Office that showed that 60% of its recommendations to try to fix federal cybersecurity are still open. So that means they haven't really been addressed in government. And one of those recommendations was to, you know, try to fix the cybersecurity workforce specifically. And they're saying that there should be a government-wide workforce plan and a leadership team to try to work through some of that. But it is, as I said, still a really ongoing challenge here.
0: I guess another challenge I'm thinking would be if you have a fully filled out federal workforce of cybersecurity people, if, you know, a full complement of the of the cyber people you need, do you want to give them up to some agency that can't hire people? And all of a sudden my best folks are, hey, guess what? I'm going to go over there for six months.
1: Yeah, that that is a good question. And again, this is a voluntary program, so it's not going to be for maybe every position, but maybe each agency will just have a couple of openings not everyone needs to be a part of this but the idea is to help with recruitment and and building skills and you know there are a lot of openings in cyber for the federal workforce as well there's about uh, 755,000 open cyber jobs nationwide right now and more than 45,000 of those are within the public sector. So they are having a problem bringing people into this this industry.
0: And there's also the issue if you have someone that's good and they want to spread their wings or try to bring their skills to another agency, the moment you stand in their way is the moment you've lost them anyway. So you might as well let people go, as we said at the top, you know, if you love it, let it go, because somehow the karma will reflect back onto your agency, I think.
1: That is the goal here, to take agencies who are having trouble maybe with their retention of cyber employees and just trying to encourage them to stay, show them that there are other ways to develop skills. The legislation behind this was bipartisan. It's something we've seen from administrations of both parties. So I think this is you know, a, a goal or a way that is generally received pretty positively.
0: And do we know yet whether someone could physically relocate? I mean, it's only six months, but suppose you could time it so that you can move out to, say, Grand Junction for the skiing and hiking season, <laughs> and then back to Arizona, you know, later on when you go back to your home job.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of details from OPM and the guidance about how this program is exactly going to work. and. You know, I think it's it's going to be up to the agencies to determine how, how exactly that's going to that's happen. Yeah, you know, the
0: Southwest in the winter, you know, and New England in the summer or something <laughs> is what I would go for if I was a cyber person. All right. And there's some other things going on on Capitol Hill to try to get at this workforce issue in cyber.
1: Yeah, there is another bill called the Civilian Cybersecurity Reserve Act that was reintroduced just this week by Senators Jackie Rosen and Marsha Blackburn. It's bipartisan legislation that would essentially focus on the cyber staffs for the Defense Department and the Department of Homeland Security. The idea is to have this reserve cyber staff in the civilian federal workforce where agencies can activate those employees during large-scale cyber incidents that we've seen growing over the past couple of years.
0: Interesting. Federal News Network's Drew Friedman. Great story. Thanks for joining us.
1: Thanks, Tom. Be
0: sure to check out her story at federalnewsnetwork.com.
2: Hello, and welcome to the Lessons in Leadership podcast. I'm your host, Shane Canfield, CEO of WEPA. Today, I'm thrilled to be joined by Dr. David Wilson, president of Morgan State University. David has had a fascinating career and has garnered a long record of accomplishments from more than 30 years of experience in higher education administration. Came to Morgan State in 2010 from the University of Wisconsin, where he was chancellor of both the University of Wisconsin Colleges and the University of Wisconsin Extension. Before that, he held numerous other administrative posts in academia, including vice president for the University of Outreach, associate provost at Auburn University, and um, associate provost of Rutgers. And when we were talking earlier, too, you had just mentioned that you had a, um, a wonderful nomination at the American Academy of Arts and Sciences. And David, thank you so much for joining me.
3: Shane, it is indeed a pleasure uh, to be invited into this conversation with you.
2: It's not in, your, um, in the short bio here, but I also know you served in some capacity in the Obama administration.
3: Amazing.
2: You've had a fascinating career at numerous universities across the U.S. How did you become passionate about the education field? And what are some of the biggest lessons that you've learned? First of all, I was made aware of a
3: quote by Horace Mann, who was great 19th century Based on how many students they don't admit. I'm about just the opposite taking individuals who are absolutely stellar and don't realize it and
2: bringing that into existence for them. You've had so many opportunities that you could do other things perhaps at um, larger organizations, but
3: did as well. So, here I am having grown up in Alabama, I harbored some anger toward the society there that kept me from realizing my potential and then kept so many others like me from ever realizing their potential. At the end of a conversation that we had, someone asked Mr. Sosulu, we're leaving this conversation thinking that you harbored no anger towards a society that locked you away for 27 years. Are we leaving with the correct conclusion